Hello there, everyone. Welcome to the first Hapcalf Transmissions episode of 2023. We are going to be talking about the Bad Batch, but the we first is me, Corey, and also my co-host, as usual, Mr. Justin Eckhart Slatter. How are you doing this year, Justin? I'm good. It's been, what, three, four, four weeks, maybe, since our last episode? It was pre-Christmas, so... Yeah, we did the Andor finale, I think, and then we did the uh, Lost City yep. of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we had a lot to think about after that episode. Like there were a yeah. lot of uh, strong themes to go over, a lot of big cannon shattering events. So it's uh, it, it's been it's been rough emotionally. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah, you have to kind of recontextualize not just what you feel about Star Wars, but a lot in your head. And that takes time. Yeah, it's uh, I, th I think we're finally back on now, ready to ready to go. We've got the Bad Batch to talk about. We've got uh, maybe some other news. Is that what we're going to talk about first or any other holiday mm -hmm. shenanigans we want to go into? Yeah, what, we let's do a, a brief holiday recap. We want to talk about yours. No. What did, what did you get up to? No. Okay. I didn't, I didn't really do anything. Yeah. Me and Dana were here. Uh, stayed. I saw my family earlier in the month and uh, mm -hmm. not really much else happened. Nothing for New Year's either. Just kind of, just kind of chillax. Yeah, I went to some friend to a friend's house for New Year's and okay. stayed out until like four a.m., which I haven't done in wow. a long time. So, did you guys? Did you go home? Or did you stay there? Did you go out? What did like? What uh, did we you went do? home, but I was waiting for the last bus. Turned out the last bus went earlier than I thought, so we had to we had to Uber back. Mm, okay. Crazy, yeah. crazy stories is when you get to your thirties for New Year's. How about you though? I don't think I did anything on New Year's. Oh, no, I went to the hockey game. So we had the World Juniors here, which if you're not Canadian, you probably don't know. Or I guess I guess that's not true. But it's the it's World like the big, Juniors. It's like, yeah, it's like the big under 20 hockey tournament. Uh, it's like it's international hockey under 20. Really exciting because you get to see like a bunch of future NHL stars. Uh, it was last year, 20 years ago, 2003. And I actually went to a few games then uh, or maybe just one or two. Uh, my dad went to all of them, the the bastard. Um, but like in that game, that was Ovechkin was there when he was still, you know, a young whippersnapper. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury, lots of players you'd know. Anyway, uh, it was really fun. I I got to as many games as I could. There were options to buy entire packages. Uh, my dad, it was like a lotto system though. The uh, <clears throat> the first tickets went to um, the Halifax. Moosehead season ticket holders, which I am not. Uh, and then it was a lotto for everyone else. So we got into the lotto, but it was awful seats right near the back. You can't even really see. It's obstructed view. And it was like, I think, 1400 bucks each. So we said no. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But to be fair, it's that's 1400 for... You got to go to the whole tournament. So that's 1400 for like over 20 games. Yeah, but you um, can do that. Or you can buy two Steam decks on which to watch the... That's games true. and then you could just keep the steam deck so that's true uh so anyway i ended up buying tickets for i went to the semi-final between canada and america i went to um i went to the new year's eve game which is why i thought of this it, that was canada versus sweden and then i went to a few more and it, it was great i hope they come back soon well, that I'm sure if people want to see more coverage of that, they can go check the backlog on uh, on Eck, mm. your hockey channel. Yeah, I, I threw in lots of uh, recorded video and stuff, so that was fun. 
And now you can write off any ticket prices. Absolutely. I'm going to do that. Well, any uh, any Star Wars news we should talk about before getting into the Bad Batch itself? Yeah, there was something. We know that the next trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3 will be coming out on January 16th. Uh, so that's uh, this this next Monday. Uh, actually, I guess the day that I probably will upload this. That night, Monday Night Football, uh, during the wildcard game, it'll be a trailer for Mando Season 3. That's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. We've also got uh, news about the Ubisoft Star Wars game is that it still exists, even though like three other Ubisoft games have been canceled this week. Uh, so that's exciting. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, yeah. I'm not interested till I see something. <laughs> I've stopped even I've stopped even like um, putting brain space away to try to remember what what's coming out or not. So. Yeah, other than uh, Jedi Survivor, because we know mm-hmm. that's coming in a month. Yep, yep, or a month and a half, but still. Yeah, so I'm I'm taking a I'm taking a, a a trip in. It was like we we really wanted to go away for March break, uh, so we're going to Toronto, and I was like, I realized afterwards like how bad timing that is, but thankfully, I'm only going to be missing one episode of Mando season three, and I'm going to. Um, get back, I think, right before Jedi Survivor drops. So it's kind of like the perfect time to take a vacation. Yeah. yeah. Definitely better than later. Mm-hmm. But anything else? I don't think there's really been anything else since last time. Yeah, there's, there's been, been a, a few lot of, leaks, but... Yeah, we don't really talk about leaks, but there's been a lot of kind of credible stuff about Ahsoka coming out. Uh, I think it all sounds really good. Again, I won't get into any specifics, but uh, have you been reading them? Like, I know you sometimes do, sometimes you don't. I've been... I, I've seen the gist of it, but I haven't done any, like, deep diving into it. So I know, mm-hmm. like, very surface-level details about the leaks. Uh, right. Some of them trustworthy, some of them... Uh, there was at least one or two leaks that were going around that are from a guy who is, like, very much not trustworthy. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see. I, I try mm-hmm. not to get into too much that's like actually spoilery for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understandable. With that being said, we've got three episodes of The Bad Batch. There was, um, you guys probably remember, a two-episode season premiere. Uh, I thought those episodes were okay, but kind of boring. And then there was episode three, which uh, which for me was one of the best episodes of the show so far, actually. Yeah. And it has me pretty excited about uh, this season, too. But uh, before we get into that, so both of us have had at least the opportunity to watch uh, the first 14 episodes of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've watched up to episode five, I think. Okay. Uh, we obviously, we won't be talking about any spoilers beyond what's been shown, but I'm trying to watch it as we go through. So I'll watch it like the night before the episode actually comes out. But have, mm-hmm. you, have you done any forward watching? No, not really. No, I, I was thinking about it like when I got it, um, but I knew I wasn't going to have enough time to watch the entire series, and I didn't really think like there was any point in doing a review on like the first, you know, yeah. ten episodes or whatever. Uh, so I was like, if if I'm going to get confused anyway, let's just you know, let's just take it. And plus, I enjoy having something to look forward to on a weekly basis anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, like I I watched the first three to five episodes and then the first two episodes came out 
and I was trying to write videos about just the first two episodes and I started forgetting when certain things happened. So I was like, okay, I need to not do this because I'm going to mess something up. So yeah, so we're not going to be talking about anything from beyond the episodes that have been seen. We're not going to try to come up with any big brain fan theories to make ourselves look smart. Uh, anything that we speculate on, we legitimately do not know the answer. You can trust us. Yeah. Like when I say Crosshair is obviously not going to end the season evil, it's not because I've uh, I've watched ahead. It's just because it's what's your obvious. definition of not going to end? OK, we're, we're definitely going to talk about that later. But as uh, you're right, going into end, the he's not going to be working for the Empire anymore. He's still going to be a weird fascist civilian killer. But going into this season, where did you have uh, Ad Batch in your pantheon of animated Star Wars shows? It's such a tough question because it's like, I think in terms of season one, like I've said this before, it's much better season one than Rebels, probably a little bit, or sorry, than Clone Wars, uh, which had a pretty boring season one, in my opinion, Um, probably below Rebels. And I think overall, that might be kind of where it stands for me. Uh, Like, obviously, if if I were to cut a lot of the BS out of the Clone Wars, um, I think that would put that show higher. But I mean, you could say that for the Bad Batch as well, because like the Bad Batch ended with a great few episodes with the Camino arc. Uh, so, yeah, for me, it's I, I don't like it as much as Rebels, but it's right up there with uh, Clone Wars for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I do like it more than the Clone Wars overall, because uh, like I've been working on an animated campaign map video going over like everywhere the Bad Batch has been, uh, which I'll be releasing this weekend. But the like, I was going back through getting some of the clips from those episodes. I was like, oh, I want to rewatch this now. So I think that's a good sign for the show. And I I actually liked the first two episodes of this season uh, okay. pretty well, uh, though I do think the third episode has been the best so far. We'll probably want to focus a bit more on the third since uh, mm-hmm. we we missed our chance to be super topical with the first two. But you thought the you weren't uh, you weren't big on them. Um, I I wouldn't really say that I, I, I disliked them. I just thought they were kind of like, they felt more like mid-season episodes uh, where I didn't feel until the very end like anything yeah. really interesting was being... I, I guess that's fine. Like, I do like how it started with them in the middle of kind of one big mission. Uh, and, you know, you can kind of imagine the hijinks they've been up to in between seasons. Still don't know exactly how long has passed. Um. But otherwise, it was just felt like a middle of the road episode to me. Nothing really stood out. Um, whereas for the last one, I, I I thought it was quite standout. I guess would be how I would describe it. So yeah, I, I didn't dislike it, but um, but it 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 just felt kind of middle of the road for me. Yeah, I, I can definitely see them feeling a bit more like their mid season episodes rather than the premiere because it didn't really set up too much of the major plots. Like there was a bit with uh, knowing that Rampart is trying to cover up the fact that the Bad Batch are still alive, which seems like a horrible approach to take. Mm -hmm. Like everyone knows that's going to come out. And I think the interesting thing with that is going to be like, he knows they're alive. Crosshair Mm -hmm. knows they're alive. He's going to know that Crosshair knows they're alive. Is that Mm going to turn into him trying to off Crosshair like he did with Wilco? 
Or is that going to turn into him trying to work with Crosshair to do stuff, and Crosshair's not going to be the kind of guy that goes for that either way? But uh, that I think I'm looking forward to see how that plays out. Yeah. So just going off the episode titles, not having watched them, I know the last two episodes are called, and we can't even watch the episode. I believe the last two episodes are called like the Mountain or the Fortress or something. I'm guessing Crosshair probably finds his way to Mount Tantus. Mm-hmm. Um, because they see him as the 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 way to find because it all is going like they don't actually care about the clones that much other than omega like yeah they are renegade clones that's a bit of a like a hassle but i I still think that the main thing they're interested in is actually omega yeah um rampart's obviously a bit concerned because he i guess he lied to moff tarkin so he he wants to obviously cover his tracks up so I, I guess from that perspective, he he cares about all of them. But I think like in a bigger picture thing with the Mount Tantus inter- introduced in the last season, I think that's going to be kind of the the main driver for yeah. uh, And I, I do think that's kind of where he's going to end up. And then the last two episodes will probably show them trying to rescue him. Yeah, I, I don't know. Crosshair is... Should we just go into the big crosshair discussion now, or do we want to yeah, sure. hold off on that? Okay, so I don't, I don't know that crosshair can rejoin the Bad Batch. Like, I think it, it's probably, and kind of disappointingly, my assumption is that it's going to be something where he dies to save the rest of the squad. He's like, that'll be his version of leaving the Empire. And I'm I'm not a fan of how Star Wars always does redemptive sacrifice we've talked about this a lot with like every other star wars thing that's ever come out but i don't don't see a world where crosshair leaves the empire and joins the bad batch on their escapades you disagree Mm -hmm. with that yeah I, i disagree in that i'm not i don't think that it's necessarily more likely on like a balance of probabilities but i'm not gonna say that i think it's impossible like i i think it's possible it happens i guess i don't think it's impossible but he's just he just sounds so creepy yeah um i I guess like if you look at season one and i was rewatching a few episodes the other day as well like he does kind of um go through the same thing that a lot of uh you know the imperials do where it's like they it does seem he, like he believes he, he's bringing security whatever else to the galaxy no obviously you know he's not um but i do wonder whether there's going to be something that just fundamentally snaps this season i think we're seeing we've seen him get wore down a bit by bit um you know, even from episode one, when he was a part of the Bad Batch, he did always have that mean streak to him. Like yeah. he's ready to start blasting Jedi. You know, like Order Six, he's like he's like hanging up the phone and like readying his blaster. Um, yeah, like the way I've seen Crosshair, especially with this last episode, I don't like. I know he talks about order and all that stuff, but I don't think that's mm-hmm. really what matters to him. Like he has no conception of what the world is like outside of the army. Yeah, like, that's fair. He was brainwashed into believing whatever they need to believe, but like he's fundamentally just there because he doesn't fit in anywhere. And that's kind of something the Bad Batch all had in common. So it's almost like he is trying as hard as he can to hold on to this one thing 
that he thinks he fits into, even when you see mm-hmm. like all the other clones still don't want anything else to do with him. So he's like trying to grasp onto that little bit of familiarity while all the people around him that he did fit in with or does fit in with keep saying, no, this actually kind of fucking sucks. We're going. But yeah. Crosshair can't make that leap because he's more on the good soldiers follow orders part, like the soldiers part. And that's where he wants to stay. But like the Bad Batch leaves and he could kind of rationalize that a little bit. But now he had after so long without anyone to really relate to, he has Cody for this episode and he Mm -hmm. kind of gets that glimpse of like, this is how my life used to be. I have this camaraderie again, someone who like sees me as a valuable person beyond just, I'm going to shoot someone right now. And then Cody comes to the exact same conclusion that the rest of the bad batch did and leaves the exact same way. And I think that's, yeah, I I agree. Important part. Um, he wants to find you know some purpose and feel useful that's something that he says in season one a lot too he's like we're going to be the center of this yeah but i do think that that also is tied to kind of what i mentioned because we we get that discussion at the end of the episode where cody's like we're not battle droids like we do what we do to make things better yeah um so like i do think that you can't quite like separate the two like yeah he does want a purpose for himself but that also does mean uh, being more than just an automaton. Um, so I think that's going to be something he has to deal with this season. And I think it's pretty clear um, we're going to see clone troopers be replaced. Yeah. Uh, I had an argument with somebody on Reddit about this the other day where uh, the, the question was, when do when does the Empire stop using clone troopers? And it's pretty clear I asked this to um, the head writer of Jedi Fallen Order. I got to meet him uh, and do an interview with him when I was in uh, L.A. And he said, there's no st- there's no clones in this game because the Empire's completely phased out clones by this point. Yeah. And that seems to be the answer. So we know in a few years, there's going to be no clones left. And not just like we're not making new clones, which is obvious. Something is going to happen. And like there's it's been yeah. clear from last season that like the inhibitor chips aren't working. Now we know Cody, he's gone. Um, we know the defense recruitment or whatever it's called defense. I think it's something recruitment act. It might be defense recruitment act, but that the clones were talking about in the lunchroom. Right, right. Yeah. So it's going to be, and we see like, it's, it's like, it's not an accident. Like at the end of the episode, when, it, when, um, after the, the clone squad has done all the hard work, it's the T, the new TK troopers, like the early, yeah. the storm troopers, who are coming in to secure the city. They're basically just like expanding their clones that they have now. And then, you know, kind of replacing them with stormtroopers, which is interesting. Yeah. And it's not that I was saying that like crosshair is just trying to be an automaton. It's just like the, he's trying to find where his role is. And like the Mm -hmm. thing that like the dramatic irony of it all is that he's doing this thinking like, the Empire is where I'm going to fit in, even though everything we see around is that the Empire is trying to get rid of you. And like mm-hmm. after the stuff that happened on Camino and his conversation with Rampart, it it wasn't like, oh, great job on getting back to us. Rampart was like, why the fuck are you here now? <laughs> like, why didn't yeah. you just go somewhere else? They totally. don't even want him. Yeah, and it, it reminded me a lot of... Um, uh that star Wars rebels episode um, with Zeb. And is that through Imperial eyes? Is that the name of it? Um, with Zeb and Callus? 
Yeah, where or no, that's not through Imperial. Yeah, the one with Zeb and Kallus where they they crash on the the ice planet and they're in the camp cavern. Yeah, and then it kind of ends with um with, you know, obviously Zeb goes back to the Ghost Crew and Kallus goes back to the Empire and the Empire is just like they don't even give a fuck that he's back. They're yeah. just like, "Oh, yeah, you're here again." I, I think there was kind of a deliberate callback too where he's like there's like the scene where he's like resting and then the alarm goes off and he, you know, he gets his yeah. next order and it's all very cold. Both of them kind of did that. And he can uh, never I, finish a fucking meal without him getting called into the goddamn office. Must be infuriating. <laughs> um, I, I do think that there is like, I do think that uh, there could be an element of like actual humanity to crosshair that, that ends that kind of leads to his switching only because of what we see. Um, in the end of season two where like he, he doesn't turn the bad batch in and you can tell that he's conflicted in that, like the kind of bonds he has part of that could be, you know, what you mentioned about just wanting to fit in. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of, kind of, uh, kind of what, what, uh, what that leads to. Well, like I, I can see like within universe with all the motivations of the characters, a world where like crosshair, doesn't stick with the empire. But I think part of that also comes down to what is the bad patch going to do? I just think from like mm-hmm. a production side, I don't think they're setting up crosshair, like just the way that star Wars always ends up working where someone's that far in. They yeah. don't like the way it always works is then they die like Kylo Vader, almost everyone else. But like crosshair is not really motivated by ideals. Like it's it seems like he's just trying too hard to tread water to like even just to tread water to be able to think about like what he actually wants to do in the world. So if he can justify having whatever position he can and trying to fit in wherever he can, then that's all he really has. I think it's a good point. The only uh, kind of counter example to that, I would say, is the one I just mentioned, Callus, where he's pretty fully in for the first bit and he does end up making it out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he does kick that fucking stormtrooper into the chasm in the first episode. So yeah. And he's also like, before we get the backstory, we also basically believe that he's, you know, the one largely behind genociding the little Sat, um, mm-hmm. because he's got, and he's, he's got the, this like the stun stick or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I really, I really like rebels. I've been rewatching it. It's, Definitely one. I think Rebels is up there with my in terms of my favorite Star Wars shows. It's so yeah. good. But um, I did a poll like yesterday on uh, on my short form lore channel, and mm-hmm. I was like, which of the four animated shows of this style is your favorite? And like Clone Wars gets eighty five percent plus. Whenever I see polls like that, I just I don't know. I feel like Rebels and now Bad Batch deserve at least a bit more of that share. Nothing oh, against yeah. the Rebels Clone Wars, but I, 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 the Clone Wars is being hel- helped so much by nostalgia. Where yeah. like so many people grew Both up with the, the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars cartoons are being helped by nostalgia. I think, and I, you know, even for me, I've got a lot of nostalgia for that era. Not necessarily as much for the Clone Wars because I didn't really watch it before I did YouTube very much. Like I was familiar with it. Yeah. I had watched you know a lot of the major episodes but like i thought it was pretty lame 
Um, and then when I started doing YouTube, I was like, I better sit down and watch all this. And I, you know, my, my opinion became a bit more nuanced. Um, but I have a lot of nostalgia for like just that era of everything was Clone Wars based. Like I remember when I got my Xbox, uh, I don't know if you got one, but the first game that I got was that Clone Wars, uh, video game where you drive the tank and you, it's like the dark Reaper project. Uh, there was that, it was just, it felt like everything was like. Like they went fully in on that era, and I do miss yeah. that. I think that kind of drives a lot of it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I I always think of the Clone Wars as having come out during my Star Wars downtime, mm-hmm. but like it came out in what two thousand eight initially, so it was pretty close to. Yeah, when I would have been into everything. I just don't know why it was never on my radar at the time. So, like, I ended up watching it probably around the same time you did, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, like, for me, I, I didn't even see the... Like, I was a huge Star Wars fan before I did YouTube, obviously. Um, probably, like, in junior high, high school was my, you know, my my biggest... Uh, uh, the most invested I was, rather. Yeah. Um. But I didn't even see the movie, the the Clone Wars movie. It just it didn't interest me at all. I definitely wrote it off because it was uh, not only animation but ugly animation. Um, I think I watched the movie and then I watched one or two episodes of the show, um, and I just nah. was out. Yeah, but... yeah. It was just like if it also kind of the age I was. So if it came out in two thousand eight, I would have been sixteen. It's kind of that period where. You know, you don't want to be seen as like, at least for me, I was like, I don't want to be, you know, seen as watching kitty things. Like, I'm going to, you know, skip that and move on. Um, but yeah, it would have been fun to watch it. Rebels, on the other hand, I picked up watching live around season three, um, probably because of Thrawn. And I one, one of my kind of really early memories of Rebels is, I, this, I can't remember, this might be season four. Uh, I remember watching the uh, the Maul episode um, where where Maul is killed by Kenobi, and I think I was doing YouTube at the point and getting really excited. I think I did like a breakdown video on it, and I just I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of I kind of missed that era as well because the Rebels watch parties were really fun back in the day, um, especially in season four. It was like fucking anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe. Uh... Maybe that'll come back with the Mandalorian season three. Yeah, and that, that's exciting because, like, we've talked about this before. I know I've said this before. Um, it's like there's never really. It's been a long time since there's been a Thrawn story without an ending to it. <laughs> so, yeah, without a, the, an ending we know anyway. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the discourse around Thrawn being back. That's gonna be. I think that's going to be very exhausting of like, oh, well, this isn't like Timothy Zahn's Thrawn. Because then pick which one of the seven Timothy Zahn Thrawns you think it's not like. Yeah, I've I've been trying my best to like I did that video that I think you watched where I've been doing my best to try to like prepare people like, listen, yeah. you know, it's it's not going to be, you know. It's not going to be the Thrawn from the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy, in my opinion. Now, maybe no. Dave Filoni read this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he hadn't, and he'd just been kind of briefed on it. Um, but, like, he's going to be a villain. Um, 
And I think that's probably the way it should be. And now yep. he can be a villain with kind of a bit more uh, nuance, but yeah. Yeah, like he's not a villain with nuance in the stuff like Outbound Flight and after that. He's just good guy that then tries to reach around towards the later part of the EU and retcon that into actually having been a good thing he was doing or he wasn't that bad. But it it, it it's it it's going to be frustrating I think to mm-hmm. to hear everything. <laughs> what I'm just my I think biggest concern is how are they going to make the conflict feel important? Knowing that, like, it doesn't Can't really play war. in... Right. That's kind of what I'm worried about. Um, and that's why, like, I'm open to the idea of Thrawn not dying. Um, yeah. I think that could be good, actually. Yeah. Uh, like, if they are really going to plan things out, and, I like, I, I, I don't need Star Wars to be like Marvel, but if they're going to plan things out and, and set up, you know, the next big story arc, that could be cool. Um, so... Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm interested. I like. It seems like a lot of what they're doing is is coming together in a cool way. Um, I, I feel like people, some people, have soured on Mando season two a little bit, and I get that. But I still think that show did so many cool things, like the fact that they brought dark troopers in. Uh, you know, it's just little things like that. As a Star Wars fan, like not everything has to be Andor for me, where it's like, oh, like I can. I feel this like political science treaties in my bones. It's like, no, like I like these cool robots that I shot. But I also feel ago. like the, the weakness that a lot of people feel like Mando season two had is that there was too much of the look at this cool thing. It brought in mm-hmm. where totally. some of the episodes just turned into here's an episode about look at this cool thing we brought in. And like some of the episodes was we're bringing in this cool thing and there's another story going on, so that's better. But for like even some of the Ahsoka stuff, it was it felt too based mm-hmm. around what was brought in. Not quite yeah. as bad as Book of Boba Fett turning into Mandalorian for two episodes, but it was kind of getting there for some of it. Yeah. But speaking of things that got brought in for a few episodes, uh, how are you feeling about Echo and Tech this season compared to the last season? I I really like how they've been used. I, I haven't noticed that much. Of it. To be honest, I think um, Echo is getting more of the kind of different usage. Like I think he's being used more compared to a season one versus Tech. Uh, I, I feel like Tech got decent usage in, in season one. I think they're really fun characters, though, especially Echo, because Echo is. And I'd like to see this them explore this that he's you know he's an outsider because he's not one of the divergent clones like the rest of them are. Yeah. He went through that you know the separatist uh, body horror situation. Um, so yeah, what about you? It felt like in season one they weren't sure how to use Echo and Tech for different things, mm-hmm. and like I was starting to watch. Like, how many lines are either of them going to get per episode towards the latter half of season one? And, like, they did nothing for a lot of it. And I thought, so far, they've both gotten a lot more, especially tech, actually. Okay. Uh, Like, I feel like the show knows what to do with each one separately a bit better Mm -hmm. uh, without just turning tech into the annoying caricature he was for the first few minutes of his appearance in the Clone Wars. 
Yeah. But there's even um, like a joke that Echo says, and I think it was in the episode. When his legs that break? Oh, no, when, uh, oh. when Hunter and Echo are together. I think that was, this has happened, right? I'm not spoiling anything. Um, I'm and, not sure. Well, th- even if it is, it's not yeah. an important thing. And then, like Hunter asks Echo to do something. He's like, well, usually that's Tech's job, which I kind of took it a, as a bit of a mm-hmm. joke about them They're feeling kind of a little bit interchangeable in some places and trying to move away yeah. from that. But there is another episode coming up that is like very echo folk or very tech focused at least. So I'm actually, yeah. And so I will say I didn't, um, I didn't notice as much, uh, cause I, I didn't watch it kind of with that perspective. So I'll definitely take your word on it, but I will say, I personally don't mind that they fell a bit to the wayside in season one. I think that's kind of a natural consequence of having a decently sized cast of main characters. Uh, I think they were kind of smart to focus on the relationship between both uh, Hunter and Omega and Omega and Wrecker. Yeah. Rekka. Um, I agree with that in general, but mm-hmm. I think Echo when had two lines in the finale. Yeah. In an ensemble cast. I mean, like Deep yeah. Bradley Baker's getting paid the same either way because no matter who's <laughs> speaking, he's he's good. Can you imagine but, if uh, he had different? Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> he gets paid a different rate for Echo yeah. lines versus Hunter lines. Yeah, they should have had him try to do Omega too. <laughs> um, do you think we'll get like a live action Omega at some point? Did you have something else to say on the last thing before I change to? <laughs> um. No. Uh, I'm just uh, trying to think of that. Do we think we'll get a live action Omega? Yeah. Probably not. Um, I saw like a Lawrence Pugh fan yeah, cast. Yeah, that's but, like, not gonna work. No, don't. She's not white. Like, yeah, you'd find a Maori actress, but the yeah, she's fr- like this is where I think she could easily come in. Is she's friends with Hera? Mm-hmm. So. Like, I, I don't think the Bad Batch is going to get super heavily involved in the Rebellion or anything. I feel like they're going to mm-hmm. be more independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, I, I feel like the connection between Omega and Hera probably stayed in place. And I, I don't think they're going to kill... Yeah. I don't think they're going to kill Omega, so... Yeah, because we had Chopper in Season 1 of the Bad Batch. I forgot about that. Um, so, I forget. Omega, she's not accelerated aging, right? No. She, does she... Okay, yeah. They call out that, like... Uh, like tech explains that the her genetic makeup is the same as, or she's unmodified in the same way that Boba is. So is she trans, or is she is she, or not? Do I we don't. Know? I don't think so. Okay. I something else went on there, but I don't think she's meant to be trans. Okay. Okay. Could be interesting, but yeah, uh, I I can't imagine how the fan base would react to that. I'm sure the discourse would be fun. Although I think there's already been a trans clone. There has a uh, sister. Yeah. yeah. So get over it. But um, I guess I'm making a straw in my head. But anyway, um, I, I saw some of the reactions to it and you're not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I, I, I do think I, I find all of the, the cloning stuff is really interesting to me. Um, and I'm excited because it feels like it is going to tie in in an interesting way with the Mandalorian. So Omega showing up, I think, is a possibility. Like, this to me is where it's starting to feel like, okay, they've actually planned these TV shows 
together now um, because mm-hmm. the Mount Tanta stuff, like whether it's just they work that in afterwards because like, okay, make these guys look like Dr. Pershing and it's a cool little backstory for him. Or there's going to be a more direct tie-in. I don't know. But um Well, I think Brad Rao did talk about how like that is going to factor in and that was a consideration. Mm-hmm. Like that it wasn't just kind of there as a throwaway. It was like the connections are intentional and in some way built up. And I do I was kind of wondering with Cody whether there was any uh consideration between the Bad Batch and Kenobi. Because one of the big things that was cut from Kenobi was that Cody was going to show up mm-hmm. and stalk Obi Wan, but right, obviously that doesn't work now. Yeah. Unless he gets mind wiped again, or it's Cody with a K. Well, awesome. it it's already not happened, so the, yeah. the intent they had for him wouldn't work in a Kenobi season two unless Obi Wan gets really lax again, but. <laughs> I don't think that would happen even in. I don't think we're getting a Kenobi season two. I don't think we are either, but it seems like everyone who was involved in that just really enjoyed themselves. And that seems like it's enough to push some stuff forward. Like, I think Ewan McGregor wants to be Obi-Wan again sometime. And if you have that as Lucasfilm, I feel like someone is going to try to come up with some reason to do that. And I don't blame them for that. Okay, so I heard something a long time ago that I think was true, and it's from a person who I know is tangentially kind of connected to all the shows and the movies and stuff. He or she told me that... I may have told the story on the podcast before that when Lucasfilm was negotiating with Hayden Christensen... They signed him for a three-project deal. Um, and the reason why he doesn't appear in The Rise of Skywalker is because they wanted to save his appearances for something else. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I I, I guess it and doesn't matter. missing one so at that point? I, I, I guess my, my, my thought is... I think your point is right, where like they're very lucky to have these legacy actors who are still young uh, and still look very young, especially when you add a little movie magic. Yeah. It does feel like it'd be a waste not to see them. Um, I do think we're definitely going to get, uh, maybe not Obi-Wan, but I think we're almost certainly going to get uh, Anakin flashbacks in, uh, in Ahsoka. There's been mm-hmm. some kind of leaks about that, which I'm not going to discuss, but even kind of ignoring that, I think we might see flashbacks to training or because they need to explain to the very casual audience who this person is. Um, yeah. So, because we got a bit of that in the Mandalorian, but I mean, in the Mandalorian, you're fine just knowing, okay, she's a Jedi. But like, if this whole show is going to be better, you know, let's make it work. Yeah, I I could see that. But I mean, maybe with you and what you do is, uh, if they're going to be doing Thrawn trilogy stuff, go with the original plan for Zabayoth and have uh, have a, a new Jorah Zabayoth be an actual mad clone of Obi Wan. There you go. When cloning is such a big thing, why not? That could be kind of sick, actually. Fuck me up with clones. (laughs) (laughs) They were... um, What's the guy's name from Back to the Future? Christopher... um, Lloyd? Yeah, Christopher Lloyd, I think, is going to be in Ahsoka. Yeah. People have been saying that he could be... uh, That could be Joris. I said Nick Cage should be Joris. 
And he should like clearly not want to do it, but they should make him. <laughs> I think that I think that'd be so sick. <laughs> the best thing Star Wars can do is force Nicolas Cage to play a role against his will. Yeah, because he'll just do a great. I just I I honestly think Nick Cage could be a a, a good Joris Sabayoth. Luke, take my mask off. <laughs> just like. Oh, would I watch them in the uh, August? I've been watching these movies called The Crudes. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah, they're like the caveman movies. With, yeah, and yeah, Nick Cage is the dad, and it's just like yeah. that's that's George right there. That that's our man. It's Nick Cage, and is Ryan Reynolds guy? I have no idea. I only kind of I wasn't really paying attention. I'm not gonna it was lie. I was watching it with my nephews and my sister, and it was like bothering me the whole time. I was like, who the fuck are these people? I recognize the voices. And then I figured out it was Nicolas Cage for the dad. I thought it was Ryan Reynolds for the other one, but I don't remember anymore because this was weeks ago and I didn't care that much. <laughs> yeah, August has been really expanding his... Uh, his. So I took him to see Avatar, um, which kind of questionable because he's four. Uh, there is There was one part where he was scared and I was like, I was fully ready to walk out. Because for one, it was a three-hour movie. I kind of just at first wanted to see what it looked like, um, but uh, yeah, he ended up staying for the whole fucking movie. I know I said this in the group chat, but uh, yeah. he stayed for the whole movie. I, you know what? I'm very proud of myself. I've got a very weak bladder. I made it through the whole movie <laughs> as well. Uh, like I, I pissed like a racehorse afterwards, and I was like, "Buddy, do you need to go use the bathroom?" He's like, "Nah, dog, I'm good." He didn't need to pee after it. So yeah, yeah kids, kids got a legendary bladder on him, um, but. That's a good movie. You should see that. I know we kind of talked know. about it. I'm not paying for it is the thing. Like, I'm just, I'm not interested enough in it to pay money to see it in theaters. And did you ever see the first one? I saw the first one in, in at theaters. my friend's place, so not in theaters. I feel like we talked about this on podcast, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. What did you think about the uh, the governor moment? It seemed like she was willing mm. to die. Like she knew she was dead, and she's like, "Okay, Cody, watch this. I'm about to." It reminded me. Uh, you ever see Independence Day? Yeah. You know when they uh, when they go into the base and like the the alien has captured like one of the guys and is like got the tentacle wrapped around his throat. It's like no peace, no peace. Kind of reminded me of that. I forgot um, that Independence Day had the actual aliens in it. Oh yeah, because remember uh, Will Smith crashes the fighter and then uh, he's like, "I'll rip you, rip you up by your dreadlocks." <laughs> The alien's got like tendrils coming from his head, and he's like dragging the alien corpse across the ground by his dreadlocks. It's fucking mm -hmm. hilarious. Um, but yeah, what, so one thing that I really liked about this episode, I thought was really clever and definitely, um, definitely done on purpose, is it felt like a dark inversion of like a Clone Wars episode, yeah. where like you know the the boys are dropped off into a tough situation. It's a small group of clones there's one of them who are who's named who does lots of heroic stuff who if it was in the clone wars definitely get a really bizarre fandom like like uh waxer and Boyle, for example um and through some crazy they even have them fighting battle droids which i don't think is an accident uh and through crazy heroics you know and old clone wars techniques like the disruptor thing yeah. they end up uh getting to the end but then it takes a very dark turn um, and we kind of see that right from the minute where Cody, he's like reassuring two civilians. He's like, we're here to help you. And like in the Clone Wars, okay, maybe you believe that. Maybe it's true. 
now you know it's not true. Yeah. Um, and where the Clone Wars would have ended with them probably negotiating a settlement and, you know, avoiding bloodshed, not this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obi-Wan would never say, I never agreed to that, and then fucking tell Rex to blast someone if Cody tried to do something. <laughs> The negotiator, yeah, advanced negotiation strategies. <laughs> Shoot them or something. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I uh, I I like that. I like the ending. It was pretty obvious. I post on Twitter how I thought the fucking uh little soundbite when it well there was like the don 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 like when it moved over to Cody. I thought that was so fucking hilarious. I actually laughed out loud when that happened, and like not because it was that bad. Just there's something that just really made me laugh about it i didn't have that reaction i it didn't register to me as funny when i was watching it but you know i'm just built different i did go back and watch the uh part of the episode when they're with uh uh trace and rafa martez sisters i think it is mm-hmm. and uh they're like is there an echo in here and then echo comes up to them like yes <laughs> unironically laugh every time that's some like uh airplane humor yeah it was just it's just so out of nowhere and so different from anything else in the show <laughs> and they play it completely straight too yeah i love it i think my favorite joke from uh airplane i forget the lineup but or uh i'm trying to remember the exact line uh he says something about how like it's altogether different than flying a plane and then the next the next time the two people talk they say that oh, I, i'm just gonna ruin the joke let's move on <laughs> yeah. so I, I guess the uh the flip side of echo and tech getting a bit more focus is that for the first two episodes or three episodes well two episodes hunter and wrecker have taken a bit more of a backseat omega as well mm-hmm. uh and episode three they didn't show up at all which is a brave choice but it, it is uh it is leaving us three episodes in with not really the clearest idea of where they're going this season or what they're going to be doing uh, mm-hmm. so that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but I did like, yeah. I did like the talking about like the CIS stuff and yep. kind of showing that like more of just the Republican CIS were both kind of fucked up. So I think there's been a bit too much of the CIS rehabilitation and Dooku rehabilitation. Yeah. I know we've yeah. seen that. Yeah. Like Dooku dropped a fucking garage door on Yaddle last time we saw him, <laughs> which isn't like the, the coolest thing to do. No, that's space as fuck. Like there, there was still so much of playing up like, oh, a political idealist, even though he's aligned with all the super exploitative mega corporations to start this war. Like, mm-hmm. no, he he was not being very epic even to his own planet. And now the Empire's coming in and being super not very epic to the planet. Yeah, I like that. And I I do hope and think, well, no, I don't think it's like another episode. I hope we get more kind of uh, single like uh, Empire only episodes because I thought that was really cool. We even didn't we did we start on Coruscant? Was he on Coruscant at the beginning? I think. Crosshair, like the facility. Yeah. Yeah, Were they on Coruscant at the beginning? I can't remember. Anyway, um, I I hope we get more uh, Empire only episodes. or I mean, just lots of perspective because it is, it is fun. Yeah, like I think we'll, I think we're probably getting at least one more crosshair, like super focused episode. Oh yeah. Oh, I found the quote from Airplane. Uh, 
he goes, so they're, they're, it's when the pilot uh, dies or whatever, and uh, they're asking this guy if he can fly the plane, and he goes, I flew single-engine fighters in the Air Force, but this plane has four engines. It's, a, it's an entirely different kind of flying altogether. And then the two people that he's talking to say together, it's an entirely different kind of flying. Just, it's like a very stupid joke, but very funny. Because he says all together as if like he wants them to, it's like his command to say it. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> great, great stuff, great stuff. Um, i trying to think of what else I, that, uh, that shot by Crosshair has got to be one of the most impressive feats in Star Wars history. The double mirror yeah. bank shot, three droids. See ya. He, did, he always does that, though. Like, he fucking took out all of the elite squad people with one shot at the end of season one. But off two mirrors? I don't even think that's... I, like, I don't know. I, I mean, you need Neil deGrasse Tyson to fucking check the physics on that for me. Please don't. He just puts out a tweet, hate to ruin it for you. No, you don't. You love ruining it. <laughs> You're not doing this to be fun. You're doing it to be a pedantic asshole. Or Twitter likes... Yeah, that's the difference. When people want to do like weird nitpicky shit just because it's fun to tear stuff apart and not to like tear it apart, but just to say like, oh, this is what would actually happen. Perfectly yeah. fine. That's totally. cool. But if you're doing it because like, <laughs> oh, well, actually, in real life, people can't fly. It's like, shut the fuck up. No one thought they could. You want something cool I got? Go for it. It was like 500 bucks. Oh, no. Did you got to get a cameo from Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, I got this thing. It's like a, it's like the same technology. I was just, I was looking at it because I got my notes on it. It's like the same technology as like kind of a Kindle screen. It's like a pen. So it's yeah. like a, it's, it's a notebook basically, uh, but it's digital. It's very cool. Um, and it can like sync files between your PC and your, uh, and your, in uh, your tablet and stuff. And I've been taking all my notes because I, for one, when I'm watching something on, you know, my my laptop or my computer, I don't want to have to type because I want to just, you know, so I just got my thing open, take notes. I'm ruining my notes right now. Um, but same when I'm watching hockey. It's very cool. Yeah, it's got all my all my things saved in here. And it's just it feels very nice to write on as well. It feels like paper. I don't know why I had to mention that. I was just I was looking at it and I, I had a smile on my face because I was just thinking how much I enjoy the product. <laughs> Uh, right, we yeah. got our first uh, sponsor for TapGaf, and I'm I, I'm going. I I got press credentials to the Mooseheads, my local nice. CHL team. I'm gonna go. Everyone's gonna have a laptop except me. I'm gonna be writing on that, practicing my handwriting. Perfect. Yeah. What's the resolution like on it? Like, isn't it kind of difficult to? Oh no, not at all. Um, like. I don't really know what the resolution is, um, but like, it's it's pretty insane. Like you can you can fully zoom in. Like you can see it like stores everything as like pages too, and you can still kind of like read it from. Nice. That's what it looks like up close. But I also have very big writing. I used to have one of the like one of the pens where you could record and write, and it would like if you go over what you were writing while you were recording, it would play that part and vice versa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I had that in university for a few classes, but... This one can also, like, it can translate your writing into, like, into actual, like, text as well. And you so you can, like, legible? search it. Yeah, you can, like, search your handwriting. Um, 
it was pretty cool because I, I like taking notes during the hockey game and i was like i was doing like uh i when i write notes i use a lot of like um slash or not slashes like pay what are they called just like arrows just like to start, yeah. i like to write with notes basically and it, it, it took all that converted it it's very cool but yeah it's like it's kind of like a kindle screen it's got like a two week long battery life which is cool like i'm only charged it once my writing is just so awful that it'd be my my big downfall with that so. yeah my writing i took notes by hand in law school so my 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 note writing yeah. used to be very good and it's kind of shitty again so i'm trying to get it back back to where it should yeah. be i never brought a laptop in to class or i did but only if i wanted to watch survivor during my psych lectures uh but i i was always terrible like my handwriting is atrocious mm -hmm. my friend do you write so, or do you print like when you say handwriting do you write or do you print it's like a a mix your shorthand an illegible mix yeah and so one of my best friends now, my uh, my last roommate, when I started hanging out with him, because I had a mutual friend who was friends with my current friend group, and then I kind of joined through her. And mm -hmm. so I was sitting with uh, my roommate, Nick, or my future roommate, Nick, and we like did an exam. And we both got called to the, t or to the professor's off, like the professor told us to come see him after the class and i was like it's just the two of us did they think we copied off each other or something right so yeah. like did this guy fuck me over and he was thinking the same thing mm -hmm. but it just turned out that both of us were the only two in the class with handwriting bad enough that they couldn't actually read what we wrote uh. <laughs> so we had to come in and read our exam to the ta to properly grade it that's that kind of embarrassing yeah that's not great um yeah I I had some weird ones. Um, I had so I used to TA. Um, I used to TA a stats class, stats and like a business class. Yeah, and it was a lot. I would say like half or three quarters of my class was um, was exchange students from China because they they all knew each other, so they they like to have classes together. Um, which is cool because I, I went on a date with one of them after the class was done. But um, uh, they all had really bad handwriting. So I was like, like, I can't read this. So there's lots of like, okay, thankfully, most of this test is multiple choice. But like, I need to speak to like you, you, you and you after class because like, I can't I just can't read this. So <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only person who who has to experience that. That was um, the only time it ever happened to me in university. But it was like that one time where the guy sitting next to me also had it and mm -hmm. it was a very concerning week until the the meeting there yeah that would be in uh in law school we weren't allowed to you had to get special permission to submit uh your exams on paper yeah. otherwise you had to do them everyone had to do them on your computer they would and it was, it was kind of weird because they wouldn't even provide you with a computer they would just take you um to uh you know you just go to your your room and everyone would just do it on their laptop there was like that one program that would lock you out of the rest of your computer it's almost certainly like some bullshit spyware shit um but like everyone had like uh everyone would have like their macs and like their their thin macbook pros and like i had my fucking chunky 300 hp computer just on its last breath just like huffing and puffing it's like trying to make it through 
like everyone around me's like GPA is like 0.5% lower because my computer's so goddamn distracting. Yeah, like I can never part of why I can never bring my laptop into class is because I had like the I still have it the Dell gaming computer. Mm-hmm. Not Alienware, but like their other gaming brand mm-hmm. thing, the G5, I think it's called. Yeah. And so because I, I didn't have a desktop at that point. I had a desktop going into university and then some fucking rat guy that was helping me move in dropped it. So mm. I got a gaming laptop to replace it so I could do schoolwork and game. But then it's just so fucking loud that I never felt comfortable bringing it anywhere. Mm-hmm. But oh, well. <sighs> I kind of miss university. It was good. It was times. fun. All right. It's extremely stressful, but I miss it. You know, what else we miss is talk about email questions. Oh, OK. So unless you have anything else you want to talk about for nope. the first three episodes. Nope. All right. So uh, there's a few NJO related questions that we got that I'm going to kind of leave out. Uh, we did get questions from uh, from John and Carmen about potential future topics for one of them. It was a question about books. We'll definitely be getting to or the goal, at least, is to get to as many books as possible. Uh, so eventually uh, Yoda Dark Rendezvous would be on the list. Uh, so yeah, that one may maybe soon. And I want to read that one. <laughs> uh, I have a a fellow Chippewanian who emailed in. Oh, nice. Uh, who I think also escaped. Yeah. <laughs> so both congratulations to you, John. And uh, he mentioned Robot Chicken as a potential thing to talk about. We we tried Ooh. to watch that on stream, but I do think that could make a, a fun episode at some point. Maybe when there's not any TV actually running. I just want to talk about the Mara Jade thing, which I think was Robot Chicken. Yeah, that was Robot Chicken. So funny. Don't say that name to me. (laughs) Get out! Out! (laughs) I was trying to think of... um, I was kind of wondering about, like, Hollywood productions, which have Star Wars Expanded Universe references in them. Because obviously Star Wars references are really common, you know? If there's, like, a teenager, he's probably going to have a Star Wars poster in his room. Like, how common is it? Like, what are some famous examples of Star Wars Expanded Universe references? Whether it's just, like, a nerdy guy has a comic book or um, a poster or anything else. So if you know of any, please uh, please email that to tapcaftransmissions at gmail.com. That's T-A-P-C-A-F transmissions at gmail.com. And let us know, because that's something that I've really been wondering about. I'm guessing, like, Big Bang Theories has to work. Um, I don't know. Some- I think that's, like... I don't think that actually has anyone that would have been. Yeah, but I mean, just by like set dressing like a comic book store or like. Yeah, yeah, I guess in the store. But I think so. My hot take here would be maybe that 90s show will have one. Mm, Okay, because I could like Eric Foreman is definitely pulling out the Thrawn trilogy when that comes out. I found one in a very well, not unlikely place, really. The 40 year old virgin. Um, Steve Carell collects, uh, he collects action figures and he's the 40 year old virgin, obviously. Um, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, which listen, I've got action. Well, actually, I don't really have action figures. If you collect them, what do you do? No, I'm, I, I'm just joking. I don't have any. It's totally okay. Um, I have Legos and, uh, that's it. I've got my chopper over there. I think that probably counts as an action yeah, figure. That is a, that's an action figure. And I've got this uh, Master Chief you gave me, which I just cut my balls with. I don't know what I don't remember what it's for, but uh, I think that is what I sent it there for. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think he's got... He had a bunch of really funny uh, action figures. I believe there was a Legends one because he's got like a Super Saiyan 4 Goku one, which I thought was hilarious. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw a Star Wars Legends one in there. Um, so yeah, if you know of any, uh, obviously an explicit mention would be uh, really cool. But even just, you know, anything, yeah. let us know. You can email those to tapcaftransmissions at gmail.com. That's T-A-P-C-A-F transmissions at gmail.com. But we do have a couple more questions, actual questions, uh, rather than discussing what we'll do in the future. Uh, so Joel, for the first question tonight, says, do you think season two will pick up on Mount Tantus cliffhanger and Definitely. have direct implications for the Manoverse? What do you think you'll see mm -hmm. if so? And we did kind of talk about that as well. But I think, yeah, like some sort of infiltration and exfiltration is almost certainly in the cards. Yeah. Yeah. Just based on the titles of the final two episodes. Yeah. I can't remember. I'll look them up right now, actually, just because I mentioned them a couple of times. Bad Batch episode or season two episode titles. I feel like that might even get to a little bit more spoilery territory than okay. people might be comfortable with. Okay. I mean, people can close the podcast. Yeah, mute like. mute for the next 10 seconds. I'm going to tell you the, the names of the last two episodes and any other ones that I feel like might be relevant, okay? So uh, you got 20 seconds, okay? So episode 15 is called The Summit. Episode 16 is called Plan 99, which I don't think we know what that is. Um episode 12 which i've heard people really hype up is called the outpost um and then yeah those are the kind of the three that jump out at me okay yeah fair enough mm -hmm. well i can't believe that just happened <laughs> well wow. i can't believe there's an episode called mount tantus's dirty little secret <laughs> mount tantus's dirty little taint <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that episode's called The Death of Qui-Gon? That's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, our next question, our final question for the day, comes from Christopher. Uh, this is an Andor-related one. Mm, nice. Saying, with Luthan essentially being set up as the Kraken of canon, who acted as the glue to hold the early rebelling together, that makes me think about Kraken's character in Legends, who is basically a squeaky Mr. Or a squeaky clean M. Do you... Th or squeaky clean M. Okay. I think that's a James Bond thing. Yeah. Uh, M is yeah. yeah. M is learning of some of his missions. Do you believe that Legends Kraken was as morally dubious as Luthen and made several dark CIA type operations for the New Republic, or that Kraken was a good boy who made threat dossiers? Okay, so first off, uh, Kraken's threat dossier is the biggest crime against humanity that's ever been committed. Uh, but I like even in universe, Kraken is not really presented as a squeaky clean guy. Like, there's a lot of hints to him doing fucked up shit. And isn't he involved in Alpha Blue as well? Like, the, yeah, he, like the I'm pretty sure he, genocide yeah. part of it? Well, I mean, just isn't, like, Alpha Blue, isn't Alpha Blue the name for, like, the entire secret, like, yeah. intelligence? Like, they seem to operate pretty much outside of, like, <laughs> most oversight, so. Yeah, it's, like, um, heavily implied. I think Lando even explicitly says, I have no desire to know what you're up to with some of this stuff. And yeah. like he, I don't think he's ever really. He's more portrayed as mysterious than clean. Like, oh yeah, I, I would definitely not describe him as clean. Uh, and I'm wondering if maybe the wording in that email was just a bit kind of off from what he meant. Um, but yeah, definitely not clean. Um, he's definitely Falcon, doing similar things to Luthen. Like, it's not. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, also, 
and this is the conversation where like people pointed out he looks a lot like Luthen. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas if you're gonna cast a young Kraken, you'd probably cast uh like that 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 would have been a good casting. Um now, is that possible? Yes. Uh I I think it's very possible. But is it likely? No. I mean, no. But I don't think it'd be the worst thing ever. No. Um Yeah. Uh Threat dossier, pretty special stuff. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, look designs up, in it. Take a second to look up Aaron Kraken, A I R E N C R A C K E N. He looks a lot like Luthen, and he's in he's in the movies too. He's in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the. There is deleted scenes of him piloting the 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 Falcon's gun uh, during Endor. Yeah, it's kind of funny because he's like a, a general, I think. <laughs> Well, fucking like all your generals in one ship. <laughs> yeah, that you get a general, a general ship for doing whatever. Like you can go and pick up groceries for Mon Mothma. Like her, fucking Instacart driver became a general. To be fair, as well, he's a like he's an intelligence general. So it's like you're at Endor already. Your job is done. You might as well yeah. fucking get out there with the boys and good luck. Yeah. Literally all the Bothans died to find that information, too, because there's none of them there. We're still... We're in 2023, and we're still fucking Bothanless in this universe. Unbelievably based. Disgusting. Uh, But I think that's that's everything we wanted to talk about for today. What are we... What are we doing next week, Justin? I don't know. What do you think? Do we... Do we make the dark journey? Is that the name of the next NJO book? That is or the next you... NJO book. We could do that, or we could do Dark Rendezvous. Uh, hold on. Let's see. When does Battle Scars come out? That's what I'm partially interested in. If we can line things up so that we're alternating our way into Battle Scars, because I, I think we should talk about Battle Scars as soon as it's out. March seven. March seventh. So we're we're still quite a bit away. Yeah. Okay. So never mind, that's not relevant. I wasn't thinking we'd talk about it next week, but I wasn't sure if it was coming out in February. But uh I'm just reading I'm just I was just checking the the reviews for uh the podcast and this one still makes me laugh. I'm gonna read it again. It's from Hot Picks Gamer Sucks. Uh, number one incel bashing podcast on the holonet every week i listen and every week i clench my sweaty fists in rage and beat my body pillow until i'm doubled over my <laughs> greasy chest heaving like an out-of-breath elephant yeah it's pretty good i guess just <laughs> 10 out of 10 all right uh, we we did dark a couple of new is, ones as well our oh, journey's not la- long it's 300 okay, pages okay. but it's a depressing 300 pages mm-hmm. how like, long is dark rendezvous Dark Rendezvous. Uh, I don't know. Yoda Dark Rendezvous. Because if we're doing NJO, okay. If we're doing NJO, I feel like I'd like to do a couple. Um, I just feel like it's been a while since we've done a full-length non-NJO novel, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, we did a few as they were coming out, but. Let's see. Tap calf tier. The last one may have been um, may have been the courtship one, whatever the name of that book was. So the last non NJO book we did was Princess and the Scoundrel. 
so it was Princess and the Scoundrel, then The Edge of Victory, second book, and then Star by Star. Before that uh, was Shadow of the Sith. Let's do Dark Rendezvous then, if you're okay with that. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Uh, I got a couple more reviews that I'd like to end the episode with because the reviews mean a lot. We really appreciate it. Uh, we had uh, Create Dick said, glaringly obvious, both these hopes are deeply obsessed with Star Wars, provide a nice buffer for having to spend as much time in the universe as they do. Yeah, lucky you. EU gets equal space to can as it should be. Uh, 7483991956 said best podcast. That's my you phone just number. Read someone's phone. <laughs> yeah. Is that a phone number length? Uh, yeah, that, it is. That's concerning. Hey, that's that's just the username, though. Um, and it's also public. I just Google Tapcat Transmissions Reviews to find these. Uh, and then Jack said, Epic Star Tours. Dude, they made Star Tours into a movie. This is so epic. You guys need to listen <laughs> to this podcast. Corey is a super cool guy, and he makes video games or something. And I don't know that S. Galer Ladder guy, he seems okay when he's not heavily criticizing my favorite character, Han Sojo. Also, I was going to rate it one star, but then Mr. Ladder broke my house and told me not to. Anyway, five stars. Let's go. Yeah. So thank you for the really appreciate those five star review, guys. Right. I think that's gonna do it for the episode. So hope you enjoyed this more disorganized than usual episode to, to kick off the year. Next week we'll be talking about Yoda Dark Rendezvous. Week after that, we'll be doing uh two bad batch episodes we'll be covering episodes four and five so that's generally going to be the plan uh as we go through the shows we'll usually do book week then show week sometimes we'll be doing show weeks individually if something else happens just uh those are much easier for us than reading the whole novel depending on what the novels are but uh we are going to be doing some imperial cart tonight on twitch.tv slash Corey Loses, as well as youtube.com slash E-C-K-S-T-O-O. That's going to be me and Eck, and of course, Charlie. Uh, so And Zach. And Zach. Zach's going to be coming. That's going to be great. So uh, our night is just beginning, but for those of you who will not be joining us on that part, always remember, keep your stick on the ice. Eat ass. <laughs>